Welcome to the first episode of Spooky Horror. In this show, we're going to talk about supernatural stuff, unexplainable mysteries, and stories from guests and other listeners. If you would like to submit your stories, the email will be in the description. What you're about to listen goes beyond imagination and logic. From the thing under your bed to the shadows lurking around it. This is your world melted beneath us, watching you hiding under your sheets, waiting. This is Spooky Horror. For this show, we're going to talk about ghosts, we're going to talk about hauntings, mysteries, anything to do with the, with the supernatural. Now, this should be on, on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Well, the, the goal was originally to make two versions of this show. So it was uh, the podcast, which you're listening right now, and a video. But yeah, if you're listening to it on, on YouTube, there's not going to be video soon. But let's hope there is at some point. Now, um, there's gonna be stories from, from guests and other listeners. Now, guests, that's obviously gonna be friends of mine. So, yeah, there's gonna be uh, some stories of them. Uh, we're gonna have one right now. And there's also gonna be stories from other listeners. So, that means you. If you're listening to this, you should submit your stories, and that would be on the email that will be in the description. Now, I already said the description thing, so I'm really hoping I don't forget. Uh, but in case I forget to, to write it down, it's the spooky horror at gmail.com. So I repeat it, it's the spooky horror at gmail.com. Now, uh, this is not a formal podcast, so you should not expect anything too professional. And I have friends that work in radio, so in case some of you are listening to it, I suggest, I strongly recommend that you stop. I don't know what I'm doing, uh, but welcome. So, let's begin. Uh, today's case is not gonna have anything to do with ghosts. So, I really wanted a story that had one, because... I really like ghosts, but uh, not right now. And, well, yeah, this this story is going to have a lot of uh, mystery. Um, it has a haunted hotel. It, it has everything, but uh, not ghosts. So, again, today we're going to talk about the mysterious death of Lisa Lam. Let us begin. By the 31st of January 2013, Lam Ho Yi, more commonly known as Lisa Lam, had 21 years old. Her parents had migrated from Hong Kong to Vancouver, uh, where Lisa was born. Now, according to what we know, she was a very smart, interesting person. She studied in Colombia, and she was a brilliant student. However, she also suffered from depression and had a bipolarity disorder. Now, we know college is tough, so for spring break or something like that, uh, her parents let her take a vacation on her own. I'll get away from her studies to the West Coast. The only condition, to check in with them every day until she was back. 
Next thing, she took a train to Santa Cruz. In case you, uh, like me, don't know Santa Cruz, that's in, in Los Angeles. And it's the same place where they recorded Us. So, Jordan Peele's Us. It's a creepy place now that we've seen the movie. If you haven't, you should. But, yeah, she didn't know this. She, she was in 2013, so again... And she was staying at the Cecil Hotel. So, back to the story. The Cecil Hotel, she said, was a perfect place for Baz Luhrmann's uh, movie, The Great Gatsby. Something she may not have known was the history of said hotel. Currently a landmark for Los Angeles, the Cecil Hotel has earned itself a reputation of a haunted, cursed, and evil place. The Cecil Hotel opened its doors in 1927, and it has seen 16 different murders, suicides, and supernatural deaths ever since. Starting in 1931 with the suicide of a man called W.K. Norton. Until the 50s, uh, this place became a center of prostitution, drugs, and adultery. It has been recorded that notorious serial killers have stayed in the premise, such as Richard Ramirez, the night stalker, responsible of 14 different gruesome deaths in the 80s, who would dump his bloody clothes in the hotel and then return to his room half-naked. Which, by the way, it wasn't weird at the time, because remember, it was a center of prostitution, drugs, and adultery, so no one really paid attention to him until they, they realized he was the, the night stalker. Now, six years later, uh, Jack Unterweger, the Vienna Strangler, responsible of 14 killings, paying homage to Ramirez. However, one of the most famous deaths associated with the Cecil Hotel is the one of Elizabeth Short, which you may have heard of under the name of Black Dahlia. That's right, the last place where the Black Dahlia was seen before her infamous and horrible murder was the Cecil Hotel's bar. In case you haven't uh, heard of the Black Dahlia, uh, me neither, I heard about it on Far From Home. So, this was the first case of a brutal, brutal uh, murder, an, an unsolved murder in L.A., so it's a very haunted place, it's a very evil place, and it has a very long history. But back to Elisa Lam's disappearance. Ever since she arrived to the hotel on January 26, she stuck with her promise of calling her parents every day. Or, at least, every day until the 31st of January, which is five days later. She was last seen at the hotel's elevator, and for three weeks, no one knew about her. However, the surveillance footage taken from the elevator's camera contains something that to this day still gives everyone chills by watching it. If you're interested in it, uh, the video is on YouTube. But uh, the video shows Lisa Lam getting in an elevator acting strangely. You can see her pushing all of the buttons in a hurry and then, as the door starts close, you can see it opening again. But no one would come in. Elisa carefully takes a look outside and apparently doesn't see anything. 
but she returns to the elevator and hides while trying to get the door closed. And that means repeatedly um, trying to push the button to, to get the, the door closed, and it wouldn't. So sometime later, we can see her getting out of the elevator and shockingly standing in there while talking and moving her hands and making gestures. The weird thing is that no one else was caught on tape. Afterwards, we see Lam leaving and the elevator door opening and closing several times, without any sign of anyone around. This video was posted by the LA police itself three days after Lam's disappearance, shocking everyone, including her family, in both Canada and China. As the days go by, hotel guests keep complaining about the water, which comes out dark and has very low pressure. But also, everyone claimed it smelled and tasted funny. These complaints let management check the four water tanks they store in the roof, all of them around 3,000 liters of capacity, so 800 gallons. But then, the shock, when they finally found the body of Elisa Lam, floating naked inside of these tanks, around the clothes that we've seen her on the surveillance video, so same clothes that she was wearing the, the day that she disappeared. That means Elisa Lam's body had lain in the, laid in the water uh, for 14 days. Now the question is, how did it get there? Nobody really knows the answer. There's theories about suicide. However, people who had seen her claim that she had bought souvenirs for her parents, suggesting that she had planned to return home. And also, there wasn't any suicide notes anywhere. Not to mention the unlikeliness that she could get into the tanks on her own. Now I'm going to talk to you about the... Uh, this uh, possibility that she could get there on, on her own, because uh, to get to the tanks, she would need to access two doors that have alarms and that they require an access code plus keys. Uh, plus, in case she could have done that, to get into the water, you would need to climb up to the, to the water tanks, which are three meters, and they have no stairs. When you lift the, the top off, you should... Well, you would need to climb down and close it. Almost, if not completely, impossible to do by yourself. So, while the investigations were closed upon the cause of accidental drowning, we know that there's no way that she could have got there alone. Which leads us to the theory of murder. Her cell phone was never found, and this theory doesn't add up either. It's a fact that she died by drowning, but that would mean a lot of struggles for a supposed killer, and as her autopsy revealed, there were no signs of fighting or struggling at all. Plus, the toxicology exams also revealed there wasn't any use of drugs or substances that could have altered her. Not even alcohol. So no drugs involved, and that wouldn't explain the elevator's surveillance video either. Now, a pause. There's a movie called Dark Water about a girl named Cecilia, suspiciously close to the name Cecil Hotel, who moves into an apartment where the water starts to become black due to a body in the water tanks. And at the end of said movie, you can see an elevator malfunctioning in a way very much like the Cecil Hotel's surveillance video. However, this movie was made eight years before Elisa Lam's disappearance. So... 
this has only sparked one more darker theory. Uh, some people connect this death to a very popular Korean urban legend, the elevator game. This is kind of a ritual of sorts in which you need to follow certain instructions in an elevator to reach another dimension. However, it is a dangerous game to play. According to people who claim to have played it, there's many ways in which it can fail. And while no one is sure about the consequences, people claim Elisa got tangled up in them and it got real, real wrong. So, what's your take on the mystery? Suicide? Murder? Evil forces? All we know is the pieces of this puzzle don't add up. And while the police settled it in calling an accident, Alyssa Lam's case could be the most common example of why there are some games that are not meant to be played. Okay, I don't know, maybe there's some some pieces that we we don't know about, like for example the, the cell phone it may contain something. So yeah, I don't know if we should believe the, the elevator game. There's a lot of testimonies of people doing it, however most of them sound fake. So I don't know. Now, for the part of the murder, I don't know if any of you listening have watched How to Get Away with Murder, but it seems like they took the idea of this mysterious case and they used it for the for the the main concept of the first season. So if you remember, there's also a case of a girl that was found in the in the water tanks and It was uh, a murder, but, well, yeah, that's just another theory. It's all very, very strange. Now, in case you wonder about the Sassy Hotel, it has a lot of histories, it has ghosts, and like I said, it's very haunted, but um, we have an account for Twitter. Uh, however, in this account, I'm gonna be posting threads, stories that get along with the topics that we're going to discuss about. So, for example, by the time you're hearing this, I will have posted a, a thread on the Cecil Hotel. But yeah, it's at the spooky horror. So, again, at the spooky horror. Um, definitely going to uh, post when, when there's a new episode and everything. These episodes are going to be weekly. Now, again, if you're listening to this, thank you. It is kind of the 10th the time I record this podcast, but I'm going to tell you a very interesting story. Uh, the first time I tried to, to record it, uh, I just gave up. I recorded it like three times, I gave up, and that was all. And that reminds me. I was very, very bored yesterday at, at class, but I decided to make one of those tell me something on, on my stories. And I was basically expecting for three people to tell me something dumb or anything. But it turned out quite interesting. So the first person that answered to it, she died at two years old. She died at two years old and then came back. So um, now someone else said uh, she almost died as a baby too. And uh, I forget, uh, chicken pox. That's true near-death experiences as kids. That's weird. And also, um, then someone once drowned. I have a friend that once drowned. And someone who was 
she got an operation as a child from appendicitis and she didn't have appendicitis. I have this friend who as a baby got blood coming out of her eyes. What the hell? Apparently I have friends that have died or nearly died at several times. Basically my point is you should ask your friends about it uh, because they may have very interesting stories too. Something that I, I have learned by starting this project was, first of all, Kickstarter projects are hard because this, this started off as a, as a Kickstarter project and that's why the, the microphone doesn't sound very cool. It was a, a project that wasn't funded. So, well, I bought a lesser quality uh, microphone and my idea was to make interviews and everything, but there's not enough equipment right now. Uh, however, uh, I also learned uh, that my friends and my family have a lot of spooky stories. I strongly suggest that you ask them because it's quite interesting. And again, you should encourage them to, to send their stories because I also want to hear them. Um, but yeah. So that's, that's for the stories. Now, I had something else to say. I just forgot. So... No, I don't know. Uh, I'm, we're going to go ahead to the, to the story. And the story is from, uh, from Maria. And she, she tells us about a, a troll. So, well, in case you don't know the, the trolls, there are these toys, very, very ugly toys, and they have a very strange hair. Now, I think it was kind of a, a trend for people to have them. I don't know in other countries, but for example, here in Mexico, it was definitely a trend. Now, in case you still have no idea what a troll looks like, in Toy Story, there's a troll. It has pink hair. And, oh, there's also a movie called Trolls, and they, they look very much alike. So now, um, trolls are these toys that supposedly you feed and take care of. So I don't know what the deal is with them. But yeah, basically you, you buy it and then you give it water. And I, I don't remember if you also give them honey. You do that and supposedly then the water is gone by the next day. So something like the, the cookies for Santa. Um, probably not anything close to the, to the cookies from Santa. I'm sorry, but um, they disappear. Some people claim that their, their troll was trying to do stuff to them or that they gave them bad luck. Um, but that's mostly when you don't feed them. So the idea is you feed your troll and then they somehow give you good luck or just don't harm you. So we're gonna hear her story and then we'll see if I remember what I had forgotten. Uh, anyway, here's, here's Maria. Many years ago when I was a little girl and decided to borrow my older brother troll. It happened a while ago in the 90s when I was a young girl. The trolls were a thing, and people used to buy them, and feed them, and put some milk and honey for them to drink. Back then, I thought my brother was super cool. I mean, he's really cool today. But then I decided I was going to borrow his troll. 
So what I did was the one who was going to his bedroom, speaking with the troll and saying like, hey, I'm gonna put some milk and honey in my bedroom and you can come and drink it and have fun. Some heroism there. I went to sleep. Nothing happened. And nothing happened for a couple of nights. So it was super, super boring. This is not working. I don't believe in this anymore. And suddenly, by the third night, I was sleeping, sun was rising, and I remember waking up, and then I saw like a big light. I was looking like this brightness, but my eyes were closed, and I stopped feeling the weight or some of something the size of the troll pushing in my chest for very very long time I was like super desperate I couldn't wake up I was like oh my god what did I do to you I just fit you you know I was gonna give it back or something but it, it turns they are super honest beings and they didn't like the fact that I wanted to kidnap but then I saw like a really, really strong light. And I heard with the voice of my father telling me, don't worry, I'm here, I'll take care of you. And that's all the story. Yeah, so as a child, this toy, it has an owner. Uh, again, well, she said it, she just wanted to borrow it. But that's a very bad experience. And now I didn't remember whatever I was going to say. Uh, but I'm going to say two things in, in exchange. So first of all, I've been trying to do this podcast for, for months. So I'm very excited to do it. It's very, very strange, very funny. But the first time I decided I wanted to make this podcast, the, the idea was to, to do some sort of a... Uh, research. Like, first of all, I'm, I'm gonna need to to find out what other podcasts are there. And it's weird because when I first looked at it, I didn't find any other podcasts on, on the topic, except two girls, one ghost. I just wanted to listen to one one episode and then do my own. I've heard over a hundred episodes. It took me that long to start doing my my own work however the other thing i was gonna tell you is this very creepy story and it also has to do with toys now this is surprisingly not the worst toy story i have uh but when i was a, a child there was this very popular toy the furby and furbies were these very weird sort of um, gremlins so they were quite uh, funny and they talked their own language and they they got relaunched a few years ago. So I think everyone knows what I'm talking about, but Furbies. But it's something that I think uh, happened to everyone was that those Furbies talked on their own. Like you could have it with no batteries whatsoever. And months afterwards, you would listen to it in the middle of the night talking. Uh, but yeah, I had my own. I also spooked the shit out of my, my parents and then they obviously threw them away. I think this happened to a lot of people because everyone 
that I talked to it about, they had the same experience. But like two months ago, I googled it um, because I wanted to know like if someone had any theories or if uh, maybe um, the Furbies have battery issue or something, which I'm guessing is the, the deal. But I couldn't find anything, not a single result. I was like half an hour trying to find any story of someone that had this happening to them. So now I have this conspiracy theory that whatever happened, it may or may not have to do with the supernatural. Again, it may have been just a malfunctioning, but I think they erased everything for the relaunch of the Furbies. Again, everyone I know has a story. I don't know why there's nothing on the internet. And if someone finds anything on the internet, or if you know it's because of someone functioning, just please, please write. Again, it's spookyhorror at gmail.com. Now, I think this is it for the for today's episode. But before I forget, I'm gonna talk to you about two spooky movies. Because I'm also a, a movie fan, but... I wasn't gonna make a podcast about movies because there are so many. There's also too many about ghosts, which reminds me, like I said, when I did the research, the original idea was to talk in a formal way. So it was a formal podcast, a very planned out podcast and very Twilight Zone, but in radio. And it evolved into this, this thing. But yeah, so I decided that I was also gonna talk about horror movies. So I'm gonna talk about two of them, an old one and a new one. For new movies, I guess I'm talking about Midsommar, this movie by Ari, Ari Aster, which, first of all, uh, the, the Ari Aster, this director, is the same for Hereditary. The first time I saw Hereditary was with my parents, and for some reason my, my parents weren't liking it, so I... I don't know, I didn't know if I was liking it or not. Uh, but then, in my memory, it grew better and better and better. And uh, by the time Midsummer was uh, announced, I was very excited and I rewatched it. And honestly, it's, it's a real masterpiece. It does have some very gruesome gore, which is part of Ari Aster horror. But it's really, really good and you can't tell what's gonna happen. So when I got to see Midsommar, first of all, if you haven't uh, heard of it, it's a movie that takes place entirely in the sunlight. They don't have dark, or at least it's like uh, two hours uh, of dark a day or something like that. And the horror takes place in the sunlight, which is very, very interesting. I think, uh, I don't know, well, it's it's challenged. Okay, uh, but I got kind of disappointed. First of all, because, like I said, Hereditary was something that you you didn't know what was going to happen. Like, maybe you had an idea of something and it, maybe you got it right. But overall, and for the, the plot in general, you had no idea what was going to happen. Uh, and for Midsummer. I mean, it's so predictable. And even if it's good... It's very, very predictable. And I think it got more gory, but in not such a good way. Well, yeah, uh, if Hereditary is a five out of five, Midsummer would be probably a three. But I strongly suggest you to watch it because it's still very interesting, a very different kind of movie, although it's not as good as Hereditary. Um, 
an old movie. For an old movie, we're gonna talk about Child's Play. I think I never got to see the, the first one. I saw um, pieces of the other ones, which aren't that good. So I decided to, to watch it uh, for the first time a few days ago. Well, a few weeks ago, actually. And wow, it's, it's really good. I think maybe the sequels made it age uh, for worse. But the first movie is so, so good. If you haven't watched it, or if you just watched it when you were a kid, you should watch it right now, and it is amazing. Now, um, well, that's it. This is the end of the podcast. So, again, uh, if you would like to follow the Twitter account, that's the Spooky Horror. Again, it's going to have threads on whatever subject we're going to talk about. So, again, I talked about Elisa Lam in this episode. And in the Twitter account, uh, there's a thread on the Cecil Hotel. And for following me on Spotify, I don't know what good does it make. I don't know anything about how podcasts work and also if you're watching this on youtube and well it's not watching because it's just a podcast yeah uh you should also subscribe and if you have friends share it with friends if you whatever you you know um but yeah everything is uh, finished now so we can say goodbye yeah this is it this was spooky horror this was an insight into a mysterious land stories about those who have returned. The noise you heard while home alone, the shadows in the corner of your eye, haunting you. You've just listened.